Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is March 27th, 1998. Yep, it is. I have, I'm getting over a cold, guys, so... Oh, yeah. I'm going to do the best I can, but my Carol voice is, is a little scary. Carol's craggly today. So, Speaking of scary, though, we watched an episode of 90210. Uh, no. Spooky. It's not scary. It's not spooky. It's just frustrating and angering and nonsensical. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> this is called Face Off. And it's not as good as the movie Face Off. No, I don't even understand why it's called Face Off. Because she has a face off with Slan. The the guy that tried to rape her that they I guess Donna. His, I guess his last name is Slan. I guess. Maybe it's his first name. Who the fuck knows? I they mean, insist on calling him Slan and it's like he has to have a more like what's his first like how more unpleasant could his first name be? Is his first name Keith? Like how much worse What's can wrong we get with than Keith? Slan? Keith's not a bad name. Ugh. I apologize to all the Keiths that might listen to our oh, tapes. Oh, God. It just makes you... Even hearing it just makes my skin crawl. No offense, Keith. Wow. <laughs> anyway, why don't you tell us what happened, Craigly? <laughs> so, okay. Donna is trying to get a restraining order. Ooh, restraining order. Against Slan. Yeah, the guy that tried to rape her. That served two years for attempted rape. Like, honestly, I've heard of guys serving two years for completed rape, so, I mean, it should definitely be longer, but... You're saying he should have completed the job? No, I'm just saying, like, everybody's like, oh, it wasn't long enough, it wasn't long enough. It's like, it's never long enough. It should be longer, sure, but... It's not the worst thing I've ever heard. That's what every girl tells me. Um... Jesus. Uh, I'm not saying it's not long enough. I'm I'm setting up the fact that his sentence, I'm setting up the fact that he went to prison for two years for attempted rape, and so they're trying to get a restraining order against him now that he's released. Because she's being stalked. Sure. And she thinks that he's stalking her because she sure. saw him at the school where he had no business being. Correct. Um, and so she assumes all the phone calls and gifts and weirdness is him. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. It does. Although, as I said with my theory, I don't think it's one and the same. So. And that seems to be confirmed now. The judge also thinks that that's not enough. He's like, well. A coincidence is still a coincidence. Right. But my thought here is, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt him. In any way, to be told you legally have to stay away from her. I think that should have been a condition of his parole. That's what I'm saying. Like, how hard is it? Her rich parents sprung for their whatever, their fantastic lawyer. This guy sucks. Yeah. I don't know anything about the law, and I'm pretty sure I could go in front of a court and argue Donna's case and and get a restraining order against this guy. Because... How how big of a leap, even if he's not the one targeting her right now, he was at the school. He has to admit that because he was really there. Right. And 
you know, he he attempted to rape her. He's out now. Like they yeah. shouldn't they shouldn't be near each other. And based on the end of the episode, oh yeah, like he's still a fucking psycho no matter what. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, like when the judge said he's not granting the restraining order because he served his time. Right. What does that matter? Are you you're not putting him back in jail? Whatever. And he says he says to Slan. I mean, wouldn't you turn out to be a rapist if your name was Slan? <laughs> uh, he says to him, uh, but I'll tell you what, stay away from it. If if uh, they if they can show me any signs that you've been uh, talking to her or going near her or like anything that that any a restraining evidence. order would like, you know, prevent him from doing, then you know you're gonna have a heap of trouble. And it's like. Then just give him a restraining order. Right. You basically just verbally warned him to abide by a restraining order you're not granting. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But as they're walking out, he turns and looks at her and gives her this little half smile. Fuck yeah. And David David leans down and he's like, if you, if you touch her, I swear to God, I'll kill you. Right. It's good for him. Yeah. So throughout the episode, shit keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And... This freak goes to her school again. Yeah, he does. Waits until David drops her off in her classroom and then comes in and he's like, I'm she's just alone. trying to talk to you. She's completely alone in this classroom. Yeah. She's meet, waiting to meet for, with a professor. Yeah, I'm just trying to talk to you. I was just waiting for you to be without David. Right. She's like, you've been following to- hey. <laughs> He's like, I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> He never, like, he could tell her whatever it is he wants to tell her. Here's the thing. He says to David, at, like, I don't remember if he says it in this scene. No, uh, it's because David's not in this scene. Later, David yeah. goes to his house. That's right. And I think that's when he says it. Well, he says to her, he's like, I need to talk to you. I want to talk to you. You're in danger. Whatever. Yeah. Like, he says something like, she's in danger. And then. David says, you're not the, she's not the only one. Well, no, he's, he's threatening sa- him. He says to, to Donna, I think you're in danger. I don't know. Maybe. But then he says it again. Like like you said, David um, ends up going to his house with that dude. What's his name? Todd? Yeah, uh, Tom? Tom. I think. Uh, Valerie's ex-boyfriend from Buffalo. They go together. And uh, basically, like he, he pushes his way into uh, Slan's little apartment. And he's like... Hey, uh, yeah, I'm basically like, I'm going to fucking kill you or whatever. Uh, stay away from Donna. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, Donna's in danger. And he's like, yeah, she's not the only one. <laughs> like yeah. you said, but he, he keeps implying that he knows she's being targeted and she knows somebody's targeting her. It's not clear if he knows who, but it's not him. That's the implication. And what the episode never explains is how he knows this. Right. And why he doesn't just tell the... When they're coming and looking for the restraining order and they're accusing him of this shit, why doesn't he say, Your Honor, uh, I want to be a help here to the criminal justice system. I know who's targeting her. Or I know somebody's targeting her and it's not me. And here's how I know. Here's what I heard. Right. Why is, why is he... Giving these fucking vague, like he's a oracle or something like that uh, on a like a bizarre quest where he's just giving these riddle uh, fucking tips. Well, I mean, he's obviously crazy as a motherfucker, but like at the end, they finally go get the restraining order because of all this stuff. Well, he comes to 
the after dark where Donna is with David and he's like again he's saying like Donna you know uh uh you know I've got to talk to you I, I tried to talk to you he's just like it, this whole situation can be solved with a post-it note right. where he just writes it down and like puts it on a refrigerator or something yeah just say it but yeah he keeps talking around it David comes up and he's like oh my god you're a fucking idiot or whatever and he says well, you want your restraining order? Fine. You know, you can have your restraining order. And then he punches David. Seeming to imply that he knows if he punches David that the the restraining order will go through. Right. But why does he want that? Well, my question, too, is he's on parole. Any police contact That's when you're true. on parole. That's true. Is supposed to send you back to prison. Yeah. And he assaulted David. He should be in prison. Agreed. But instead, the judge is like, okay, you can have the restraining order. Right. Whatever, because that's what the show wants. And then Slan's like, uh, oh, yeah, it's fine. You got your restraining order. I'm leaving town. My problems are over, What? which, come on, you're a, uh, a uh, convicted felon. Your problems aren't over. Right. Um, my problems are over. Yours are just beginning, Donna. And then he leaves. Now, prior to this, the power went out at one point, and then she found a rat in her bed and stuff. Like, yeah. there's some serious fucked up shit happening to Donna. And I know who it is. Well, you think you know who it is. I think I know who it is. Yeah. So there's these two flunkies that work at the station that have been introduced since Mark went crazy, and uh, they got rid of him, I guess. Um, but they're, uh, they're like these uh, like camera guys or whatever. They work behind the scenes. And this one guy kept saying, like, in one scene where they're at the station, he says to Tracy, he's like, hey, uh, when's, uh, when's our hot weather girl coming back? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. And she, she's <laughs> like, I don't know if, if I was down, I would never come back, right? Then he shows up to the hockey game. There's a hockey game in this episode later. And he says to Tracy, he's like, hey, is anybody from the station here? Like, uh, I don't know, like uh, like Jeff or Donna or like, you know. And like, say, he mentions Donna twice. He is 100% the stalker. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, I think we get a little tip because I think he's wearing a CU sweater. He's he's watching the um, the um her perform the weather on a VHS tape, I guess he has, by the way. Who else would have a tape of it but somebody that worked at the station? And he's like... Well, he could have been recording it. He's using a... VCR. He's using a Scream voice modulator where <laughs> uh, he's like, Do you like Scream movies, Donna? No, he's like... Uh, he's like, I'm sorry, I haven't called in a while, Donna. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, and he's like, I need you, Donna. I want you. And I will have you. And it's like, yeah, he sounded like you. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was Carol. <laughs> But, oh, no, I've killed her. Um, but anyway, so uh, I, I think he's wearing a CU sweater. I think it's that dude. And I think that's what we'll find out. And then, I don't know, David will throw a pike through his head or something. <laughs> I feel so bad for Donna, okay? Yes. First, she almost gets raped. Right. Then this guy gets released and all this weird stuff is happening and she has to deal with trying to get the restraining order and mm -hmm. deal with this asshole. And now he's going to leave town and now we have another dude who wants to rape her. Right. Well, I don't know. He says, I want you and I will have you. Yeah, I don't he know. He wants to rape her. But does he... Okay, maybe that's part of his endgame, but it's more insidious than that, I think. Like, I think he wants, like... 
It's like some serial killer type shit. Like, I think he wants to kidnap her to keep her, you know, like build a shrine to her, have her (laughs) chained up. Cut off and preserve body parts. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is some fucked up shit. So we'll uh, we'll see where this goes now. Poor Don. Yeah. Like, why do these creeps get obsessed with her? It's the virgin thing. Huh. The freakazoids really love it. She should lose her virginity quickly. Yeah, all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> she just needs to get married and have sex. Just yeah. do it. Do it, Donna. Marry David. You'd do it if you loved us. <laughs> um. So what else is going on in this episode? Oh, there's this whole love triangle thing that's annoying, too. Can we, let's talk about that last. Let's talk about Claire and Steve's fucking okay. stupid ass story. I I don't like her. I don't, I don't like either. them together. I, don't I I'm just so annoyed by this whole thing. So her professor um, is on some sabbatical, and in, he asked Prague. her. Well, he asked her to house it. It sounded like for like a weekend. You know where Prague is? South America. <laughs> no. Brazil. No, that's in South America. No. Uh, where? She's not good at geography. I'm not. Prague is the capital of Czechoslovakia. Ah, so Europe. Eastern Europe, yes. Okay. Um, God, I hope I'm right about that. (laughs) I said it so confidently, and I could be wrong, but I'm like 99% sure. Anyway. Yes. Um, So it's this beautiful house. Yeah, beautiful house. The... The guy has like a weight room China. and like a beautiful view and a deck mm-hmm. and you know yep. stuff. Yep, stuff. I don't know. It seems it's got nice. a couch. <laughs> um. <clears throat> oh my goodness. So yeah, she's she's losing it. So they're they're there for the weekend. That she said she she says, "Do you want to get away for the weekend?" The two of us. Professor needs me to house it, so I'm going to house it. So they're they're eating at this table and everything, and Steve's like, oh, I love this stuff. I love it. They look like an old married couple, kind of. <laughs> they're having a nice time together, for and sure. He's like, um, well, first of all, and I pointed out that you don't do this anymore. You don't do this to me anymore. Anymore. Well, he says, she says, are you sure you're okay with staying in tonight? Because I'm sure we could call Brandon and the gang and, and, and go hang out with them. And he kisses her. And he's like, does that answer your question? She goes, uh-huh. <laughs> I never did that. You never do the, uh-huh. Like, I, you never look moony when I kiss you anymore. Because I, I'm not, like. You've been doing the show too long. I don't know. She's, like, annoying. I'm not annoying. So there you go. That's true. Anyway, so they're they're having dinner and they're talking back and forth. And Steve's like, oh, I'd love, I'd love it if we could do this every day. If we could just, uh, you know, like come here every day and and all this stuff. Don't you get the feeling he would marry her? Yeah. Okay. So he's saying all this lovely stuff, and she's like, well, we could, right? Because the professor's gone for six months. Yeah, he said be on sabbatical, so we could live here together rent free. And he's and she's like, what do you think? And he's like, move in together. She's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, like no hesitation. And then later she's like, oh, you know, we can't even decide if we want to live together. And he's like, what? Yeah, and he's like, he goes, "Are you, you're having second thoughts? And she's like, yeah, yeah, and third and fourth. And he's like, oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
and she's like, really? And um, he's like, do you want to hear my first thought? And she goes, well, it hurt my feelings. And he goes, I love you so much, Claire. And he's like, okay, what is it? He goes, no, that was my first thought. I love you so much. Right. And she's like, she's talking about like. We know we'll never be together. If we're not, if we know we're not going to, if we know we don't want to live together or we're not sure if we want to live together or whatever, if we're not going to get married, what's the point of even being together? Yeah. Like she's got one foot out the door all the time. But I mean, it's like in the context of everything else that was going on in this episode, it came out of nowhere. It It made no sense. 100% came out of nowhere. And it's just, I'm sorry, it's bad writing again. There are so many things that came out of nowhere in this episode. But yeah, so like she's just like, well, why should we live together? Because we're not going to be together in the end. And then Steve is just basically like, well, you know, like we don't know that. We don't know that we're not going to end up wanting to live together or end up getting married. So let's just stay where we are and have fun and run. And then she's like, so you stay there and I stay here and we just rendezvous. He's like, yeah. And she's like, why don't we rendezvous right now all over this professor's bed? Yeah, it's it's messed up. He needs to find somebody who actually loves him. Yeah. She's, like you said, she is permanently one foot out the door with him. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's better than him. 100%. And she's and not. She, no, and she's just waiting to find somebody she thinks is good enough for her. Yeah. And oh. she keeps him on the back burner in case. Yep. And so she can get laid. Yeah, while she's meantime. waiting. Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree. I do not like her. No, she's annoying. It's a good thing they're fictional. <laughs> Why? Because you'd find her and kick her ass? Yes. <laughs> if this was like the real world, a reality <laughs> show, you'd stalk her. Yes, you'd I change would. her name to Slan and start There would be to... rats in her bed all the time. <laughs> Look out, Claire. That's what I think of you. <laughs> <clears throat> so then, I think... The only other real story is the love triangle. The love triangle. So this the love tetrangle. So this new guy that came from Buffalo, Tom. We think um, <laughs> Kelly has a crush on him. Yeah, she thinks he's cute. It's and he's living with David. weird, which also came out of nowhere. Yeah, he's living with David, where where Mark used to live, because Mark moved out because. Fucking Mark flipped out once and he's gone now. So Mark moved out and this dude moved in and Mark now Kelly himself. has a crush on him. It's like it's like he's just replacement dude. Yeah, exactly. He is 100% just replacement dude. I don't like it. No, I don't like any of... I don't like how they rotate the love interests just in and out. They're mm-hmm. like interchangeable. So, yeah, she um, she decided that she likes him. She has the opportunity to bring something to the house and get her things, like right. whatever. It's just an excuse to see him. Yeah, and Valerie and him have some kind of. I mean, they used to date. They're not dating currently. They had sex though, right? Like I don't couple, think so. we no? haven't seen that. I thought. I th- well, they were in her bed watching home videos. It seemed like very intimate. Yeah, it did seem intimate. I don't know if they actually had sex, so I don't think so. Right. They've kissed. I'm pretty sure we've seen that. I think they're having sex, or at least they have. Maybe, maybe they maybe they had sex once. He did say, "What am I, your boy toy?" When uh, when you want me, you want me, and when you don't, you don't. And she's like, "Sounds good to me." Yeah, I, honestly, I think they are. They are, or they have. Okay. Anyway, um, 
So Kelly goes over there, and he's all flirty with her and trying to get her to take a swim. Yeah, why don't you take your clothes off and get in this water? Because <laughs> it's January. <laughs> so uh, instead, she gets him to go to the movies with her, and they go to the peach pit to eat because that's what Kelly would do anytime she's on a date with any man ever because they all just live at the peach pit. Yeah, apparently. But Valerie thinks this is a dig at her. Well, yeah, Valerie's paranoid. <laughs> And Valerie sees them together and insists that he come now to fix a speaker. Won't right. even let him eat his food that he's ordered. Right. The uh, the pile <clears throat> of ice cream with a little bit of apple pie. Weird. And what's hilarious is I like this character, this Tom guy. Yeah. Like, he, the, the actor is a decent actor. I think he gets what he's in, which helps. <laughs> um, but he goes, he walks in and he's like, uh, should I even ask which speaker it is? You want to get right to the point? I loved it, yeah. That was good. It was like, thank you. Cut through the fucking bullshit. <laughs> and then she just goes into her rant about how Kelly's using him. Yeah, that's real nice, by the way. Kelly asked him out on a date, and she's like, she's using you. She doesn't really like you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, how insulting. And he says, oh, I'm not good enough for you, and now I'm not good enough for your worst enemy? Yeah, she is so egotistical, it's insane. Yeah. So then there's this hockey game that him and Brandon are both playing in, and I really didn't understand it because <laughs> my brain just shuts hockey. down when sports is happening. So Yeah, I can explain it. Okay. So they're having a charity game. Um, oh, God, I can't think of the other guy's name. He was a fast skater back in the day. Doesn't wear a helmet. Uh, piece of shit. And then <laughs> he's fine. And then... Uh, Cam Neely, uh, star of the uh, fucking Boston uh, Bruins, um, they're on opposite sides, and they've got people from CU that are playing on them, playing with them. And uh, Tom and Brandon have been separated, so they're on opposite teams. Brandon's with the great Cam Neely, and uh, yeah, Cam Neely's fine. I keep saying the great Cam Neely just because... Uh, if you talk to anybody from Boston, it's uh, oh, it's Cam Neely and uh, fucking uh, Ray Bork and all. It's yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know it doesn't mean anything to you, but uh, um, did you see my eyes just glaze over? Yeah, I that's saw what's it. happening. I saw it. Um, the Bruins, fuck the Bruins. Uh, anyway, so um, although I'm one of the original six, so you got to give them a little bit of respect along with the Red Wings. But anyway, so. They're playing a hockey game. All all you really need to know is it's a charity game okay. with two uh, professionals on either side. Like, you know, as part of the, that's the appeal to come see them, really. And Brandon and this other Buffalo dude are on opposite teams. Right. And so they <clears> get there and they've been, they've been sniping at each other. Like Brandon doesn't really like him that much, but he found out via Valerie that, uh, Tom and Kelly had gone out on a date because Valerie's all pissed off about it. Also, prior to this, because this happens prior, we got oh, yeah, we got to yeah. bring this in. Uh, Tracy and him are are at the studio and everything, and they're going through the rundown of of the show, like the, the next week's show or tomorrow's show or whatever. And uh, as she's leaving, she's like, "Okay, thanks, uh, you know, thanks, uh, love you, Brandon." I love you, Brandon. Yeah, it was definitely a very clear I love you. And it was, but it was, She, the the actress that does Tracy does a pretty good job, yeah. too. She 
delivered it very casually, mm-hmm. uh, absent-mindedly. It just slipped out, and then she stops and looks, and she's like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> she's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean it." Two, and, and he and he looks at her, and he's like, "Why? Well, I, I did mean <clears throat> it, but like, I didn't mean to say it like too soon." And he looks pissed. He looks like. He just watched her rape both of his parents. <laughs> like fucking Jim and Cindy Walsh <laughs> bent over a couch, God. violated simultaneously. <laughs> That's his face. Yeah, it's no good. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And I'm not overstating it. It's that bad. Like, he's like... I mean, I think the fucking uh, filter on the camera like <laughs> shimmered a little bit with the... With the intensity of the hatred that he looked at her with. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I would have looked at that and said, this man was inside me 24 hours ago. <laughs> and this is how he's looking at me. That's no good. Right. So I felt kind of bad for her. Bef- uh, yeah. And then prior to the game, he calls her and on the phone, right? Like the day before the game and is like, hey, I just wanted to call to say... Good night. He doesn't, you know, he's not mm-hmm. uh, he's not Stevie wondering it. Just called to say I love you. Right. He's just called I just called to say good night. And they talk about it a little bit and she's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." And he's like, "Just give it a little time. I'll get there, you know, kind of thing." Mm. So then the game is about to start. And Tom goes over. Kelly's there. Kelly, Valerie, and Tracy are all there and they're all sitting together. And Tom's like, "Hey, what's up, Kel?" Um Kiss for luck would be good. You know, or they have a little conversation. He's like, kiss for luck would be good. And so she kisses him. And we, it's almost like we, we, we cut to, we cut to Brandon's face. It's almost like that, that stretch zoom in Jaws where Roy Scheider's on the beach and, and he thinks he's seeing a shark and we're just moving in and stretch, oh my God. stretch zooming his face. It's almost like that with Brandon. Brandon's like, oh my God. Uh, and he looks sick. Yeah. And Tracy they, looks over, sees what's going on. Valerie looks over, sees what's going on. Valerie also looks very upset about the kiss. Oh, yeah. 100%. But she points out to Tracy that Brandon looks very upset about the kiss. Yep. Which I think was really shitty. Yeah, and then Tracy ends up saying, like, uh, it's a little too cold for me over here. I'm going to, like, whatever, go someplace else. So she leaves, yeah. and Kelly and Valerie snipe at each other, which is all they do in, in every episode they're in together. Every scene they're in together, it's just sniping back and forth. Well, and Kelly even points out that it was mean to point, to say that to you, uh, Tracy. Yes, but it's also, everything that's going on is bad. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, Brandon ends up very, very clearly tripping uh, Tom, like knocking him down to the ice, gets a penalty for it. But then, he, of course, Golden Boy's got to make up for it by scoring a goal later. Wait, and, that's when Tra- Tracy saw that. It was after that that Tracy left. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Tracy was like, oh, they're all like, that's not like Brandon. Yeah, I love how they how they act like a one tripping penalty is like he fucking just slashed his throat <laughs> on the ice. He Clint Millar chucked him on the ice. Well, and Val- Valerie, that's when Valerie is like, well, could I have someone to do with that kiss, Kelly? Right. Like right in front of Tracy, yeah. Yeah, and they're all 
They're all like, oh, my God, Brandon would never do. Oh, no. And so, uh, anyway, but the, Brandon's team ends up losing. We cut. We don't get to see the rest of the game, but... Because nobody cares. I know. But it's just, it's so funny that we don't see the end of the game. But Brandon's team ends up winning. And Tom comes up to him. And it seems like they're kind of making up. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, look, you know, if you don't want me to date Kelly, just say the word and I'll stop. And he was like, hey, you know, it's none of my business what you two are doing. Which it's not. And they shake hands and part ways. And then he goes and, and, like, tries to make up to Tracy, and he's all like, I have three words for you. And he whispers something in her ear, but we don't know what he said. He 100% didn't say, I love you. They would put those words on the air. Yeah. He he said, penis, vagina, us, or something like that. Like, yeah, I want, uh, or no, what? I don't know. I can't I think of three sex. words. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I want puss. <laughs> he said something yeah but it, he said three words suggestively i'm sure but it wasn't i love you oh suck my uh, um. yeah there you go can you picture brandon saying that though <laughs> i mean that that's worse than uh than tripping the dude on the ice absolutely yeah <laughs> that's like it's like if brandon said the c word right criminy <laughs> you're so weird <laughs> could you imagine no. Brandon said criminy. I could not. So the kind of word he'd use. Sure. This is, some people just belong in 1954. You know I don't know this word. And he, it's criminy. It just means like cripes or, you know, geez or whatever. I've never heard it because I'm never. not a grandpa. Oh, come on. Geezer. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking aggressive. Anyway, that's the episode for the day, Carol. I'm going to go, like, uh, treat my wounds here. Okay. (laughs) All right. So uh, you guys can write us at latefee1994 at AWOL.com. Uh-huh. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Right. (laughs) Retrolatefee.com. Share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.